This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's eight o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Eh, not to worry, kid. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's great to be back for another episode of The Drop, talking blues hockey, but more importantly, blues red wings hockey. I know a lot of us love the Blackhawks blues rivalry. I wish the Red Wings were still in the Western Conference in the Central Division. This game against the Red Wings would have meant so much more. These teams have played each other in the playoffs, I believe, seven times. The last time being the year 2002. Records are very similar against each other. The Blues are 140, 148, and 37 against the Red Wings for a 48.8% winning percentage. So these teams have played each other very, very closely. We've all got good memories of the Blues and Red Wings, and we all have bad memories. One of my good memories was all the way back in 1991. The Blues were playing the Red Wings in the Norris Division semifinals. It was a long seven-game series. The Blues fell behind in the series three games to one, but battled back. The Blues just played so well in those last three games. They really outplayed the Red Wings. Brett Hall in the seven games had eight goals and five assists for 13 points. Adam Oates had a huge series, nine assists and four goals for 13 points. Dan Quinn, I don't know if anybody remembers Quinn, he was a center, wore number 25, added three goals. It was just a fun series to watch. Another close series in 96. The Blues lost that series four games to three. There's a lot of history between these teams. Going into this game, looking at the records like a lot of people do, which they shouldn't, people are thinking, oh, the Blues should really dominate this team. Their Red Wings are much improved, especially the second half of the season. They've got some talent. They're fast. They've got some good young players. And I knew this wasn't going to be the easiest game for the Blues. And due to some hard work in the first period, Detroit would get on the scoreboard first to make it one to nothing. Pat Maroon wearing the old number seven of Keith Kachuk. Tipped ahead there by Bernier. Picked up by Hironik. Long stretch pass for Nielsen. Up along with Vanek. Drop back and Hiroshi and a shot got stopped and a rebound again. Another shot. They score! Vanek on the rebound. And Hiroshi's got his second National Hockey League point. Another assist as Vanek gets the goal. Good strong play around the front of the net. Vanek's got the presence of mind. There's no panic in his play. Bring the puck over the zone, get towards the net. Hiroshi throws it, the rebound, jumps on it once again, and Vanek, the puck there on the side. As I said, no panic on his part. Drives the net, eventually gets to him. Look at it, gets a hold of it. Second whack, saw the pads were open. The key to this goal was that very good stretch pass out of the D zone by Hironik. Detroit carries it over the center line, brings it in, gets a shot against Bennington. 
They keep going after the rebound. And eventually, as they said, Vanek doesn't panic. And he gets the Red Wings on the scoreboard early. Thomas Vanek gets his 15th goal of the year. Hirose gets his second assist. Nielsen gets his 25th assist. And just a little over two minutes in, the Blues are down one to nothing. I thought Detroit came out and played very well in this first period for a team that is out of the playoffs. They have nothing to lose. The Red Wings have jobs on the line here, and you know you're going to get the best out of them. And they started off this game, I thought, playing very well. What have the Blues been doing well lately? They've been getting scoring from where? Their fourth line. Pat Maroon, Oscar Sundquist. Just a great fourth line effort over these last several weeks. You can't say enough about him. And it would be Sundquist to get the Blues on the board 11 minutes 46 seconds in on just a great pass by Delzato, his best play as a St. Louis Blue. In front and broken up by Dylan Larkin. But the Blues get it back and right back they come. Braun gets it deep. Delzato in front of Sundquist. He scores! Sundquist ties the game at one. Oscar Sundquist takes a brilliant pass from Michael Delzato. And he lays this one sunny side up, John, under the bar and in. The transition because of the turnover against a tired group. Dylan Larkin's line had been on for a while. And what a pass. Yes, you could definitely tell that Larkin's line was getting tired. They were dragging their feet. The Blues took advantage of it. Delzato gets the puck in the corner. Just does a beautiful pass towards the net. And who's there? Oscar Sundquist puts it in goal. Ties the game up at one each. That goal by Sundquist would be his 14th of the year. Delzato gets his 9th assist. Perron gets his 21st assist. 11 minutes 46 seconds in. We're knotted at 1. There being no penalties in the first period. The Blues would outshoot Detroit 8-7. to seven, But this was a very evenly played period. Going into the second period, the Blues really needed to get some goals and put this game out of reach against a team like Detroit that, like I said earlier, has nothing to lose. Well, they would do their best to do that. Just three minutes, 22 seconds into the second, the Barber of Seville, Ivan Barbashev, gets his 10th goal of the year to give the Blues a 2-1 to lead. Turn over the Blues at 2-1. Sanford, he walks in. Wide open, Steen off the goal post. Oh, Steen rang the post on a wide open shot. Now Vince Dunn a drive. That goes wide. Oh. In front, Barbashev pokes it in with his mom and dad here. And this line was very good in the last game. And this first chance by Steen was a shot. It was a beauty. And it beats the goalie, but it caroms off the pipe. Barbashev goes hard to the net, and he ends up cashing in. Craig Berube really liked what Alexander Steen did to this fourth line. He tidied things up. He makes everybody accountable. I call him, he's like the Ray Donovan. If you watch that TV show, he's the fixer, John. A great two-on-one breakout with Sanford and Steen. Even though it's not Sunquist, I still want to say Sanford and Son. With Sanford and Steen, Steen waits, shoots the puck, hits the post. It comes back out. Dunn ends up with the puck. He lets the shot go. It goes around the side of the net. They try to poke it in. It ends up going on Barbashev's stick, and Barbashev puts it in for the Blues 2-1 lead. Barbashev with his 10th goal of the year. Steen with his 14th assist. Done with his 21st assist. The Blues are up 2-1. to one. But Barbashev would add another goal under five minutes later. Man, this kid is working hard. Deserves everything he gets. And with this goal, 
he puts the Blues up three to one. And then Nicholas Cronwall back for the Red Wings. For the rookie, Michael Rasmussen. In front now, Barbership. He scores again. He got his own rebound. And Barbership gets number 11. Huge hit on the boards to start it off. And this line is feeding off what they did in the last game against Edmonton. Every time they hop on the ice, good things are happening. A huge hit there on Rasmussen. Eliminates his man, goes to the front of the net, and cashes in on a rebound, not eight feet from the goal line. Oh, I think the Barbershev family should make more trips from Moscow to St. Louis. <laughs> Detroit cannot get the puck out of their own end. Alex Steen gets the puck, a great pass for Barbashev. Barbashev puts it on goal, gets his own rebound, and puts it in the net for a 3-1 to lead. That goal by Barbashev is second of the game and 11th of the year. Set up by Steen on that very good pass. That would be Steen's 15th assist, 8 minutes, 16 seconds in. And that's the way the second period would end with the Blues up 3-1. to one. Not a lot of shots on goal. Detroit actually outshot the Blues 8-6. to six, But the Blues would get two goals by Barbashev just on six shots. There were two penalties in the period, one on Franz Nielsen and the other on Vince Dunn. And neither team could convert on either power play opportunity. Moving into the third period, you know what I'm going to say, guys. Every team at some point in the third period pours it on or they try to get back in the game. Heading towards the middle of the period, 8 minutes 48 seconds in, Thomas Vanek gets his 16th goal of the year. And guess what, guys? We've got us a game now at 3-2. to two. Here's Cronwall. Put it in back in there for Bertuzzi out front. On a good setup there by Vanek. Here's Vanek with another shot. He scores! They may look for a challenge on this with Bertuzzi in the goal crease, but Vanek gets it through to make it 3-2. to two. The long shot from the point with traffic in front of the net was Bertuzzi. Well, Vanek shows he can score from anywhere. Down low from the point. Well, he's pushed in. Obviously didn't fight it. You Petrangelo was pushing on him. Allowed him to push him into the goalie. That went off there a Blues is. player. Off the Vanek shot. It's a defender. You can't get involved like that. And he does so, and Bertuzzi takes full advantage of it. And they aren't going to challenge, and uh, that would be the correct thing not to do. At this point, Detroit was putting a little bit of pressure on Bennington and the Blues' defense. Vanek gets the puck, takes a one-time shot. Petrangelo's in the crease with Bertuzzi, does not interfere with Bennington in any way, and it's a goal by Vanek. And I'm so glad the Blues did not try to challenge this one because they definitely would have lost the challenge. That goal by Vanek would be his second of the game and 16th of the year. Bowie gets his seventh assist. Cronwall gets his 19th assist. Eight minutes, 48 seconds in. It's a fun game at 3-2. to two. But right around a minute and a half later, another fourth line guy who's just been playing so great, Pat Maroon, gets his ninth goal to get us back to that two-goal lead at 4-2. to two. And now for Maroon. Out high, Bortuzzo. Shot, pinballs around. Maroon comes in. And a save. Then they score on Maroon. He's done it again. Goals in four straight. The St. Louis kid is on a roll. A career high four game goal scoring streak for bank number seven. What a play by Thomas using his skate. He puts it ahead twice. And great reactions from Maroon. Long reach, pokes it. Now that gives the wings a lot of trouble. But give Thomas a lot of credit. Boy, oh boy, he stuck with it not once, but twice on that sequence to allow Maroon to tap it in. Maroon has the puck. 
passes it to Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo takes a shot, gets blocked in front of the net. Here comes Maroon towards the net. Thinks he's got an open goal to put it in. Can't put the puck in the net. It takes some strange bounces. In the meantime, Maroon is going around the back of the net. Comes around the other side. Gets the puck and puts it in the net for a huge goal in this game. Maroon gets his ninth of the year. Thomas, who I thought had a good game, gets his 22nd assist. Bozak gets his 23rd assist. 10 minutes, 19 seconds in. I know everybody's wishing Ivan Barbashev would get an opportunity to get that hat trick. Would it eventually come to him? Well, Detroit would pull their goaltender. Sanford would get the puck heading towards the empty net. And guess who's about 10 to 12 feet to the right of him? Ivan Barbashev is. Sanford gives the puck to Barbashev. And here's what happens. Under a minute to go. They're on their feet here at Enterprise Center. Blues get it ahead. Barbashev on the ice. He's got two. Looking for three. And he'll get the hat trick. <laughs> wow. That's well deserved. And obviously, great recognition for a line that has played well all game long. They were consistent from the beginning of this hockey game. Barubi puts him out on the ice knowing Barbashev could have his first three-goal game in the National Hockey League. Steen makes the pass to Sanford. Sanford heads it up to Barbashev. What a moment for Ivan Barbashev. A huge moment for Ivan Barbashev. Just as Oscar Sundquist worked hard in the offseason and has worked hard this year, Ivan Barbashev looks so much more comfortable in the NHL this year than he did last year. This goal would be Barbashev's 12th of the year, third of the night. Sanford, with that unselfish pass, gets his 10th assist. Steen gets his 16th assist. 19 minutes, 11 seconds in. Empty net goal for the Barber of Seville, and the Blues win this one 5-2. to two. Let's get to the stats of the game. There wasn't actually a ton of shots from either team. The Blues had 24 to Detroit's 22. Detroit actually won the faceoff battle 53% to 47%. Both teams were unable to get a goal on the power play. Detroit had one opportunity and the Blues had two. The Blues did out hit the Red Wings 20 to 16 and they outblocked the Red Wings 16 to 13, but they had seven giveaways to Detroit's four. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube first, and then we're going to hear from the star of the night, Ivan Barbashev, and then Alex Steen will finish off the interviews. Yeah, I thought it was a grind. You know, not a very clean game. Uh, fourth line, excellent game. Did a real good job for us. Their speed, uh, you guys, speed, keep on your toes. Well, it does. Um, they they got some quick guys for sure, but I, I don't really, I don't think that was the case. So we just um, we really didn't get to our game consistently tonight. Is the way, best way to put it. Spurts of it here and there, not not a consistent uh, you know roll out there of what we try to do night in and night out. Just an identity of you know his work ethic and um, <clears throat> the way he plays the game. Um, you know he's a 200 foot player, and uh, just wanted a little bit more identity with that line, uh, what they should be. And um, you know I think so far we're seeing it two games and uh, they're producing too and they're doing a good job just. You know, forechecking, being physical, and just hounding pucks and being hard to play against. That goal where Barbashev 
gets the hit and then goes to the net. Kind of a microcosm of his game, right? He can do a little bit of, of all of it. Yeah. Barbie's, uh, you know, we, when I talked to Barbie or a coach and staff, uh, we talked to Barbie about being a power forward more, you know, um, banging and, and crashing and banging, getting to the net and scoring dirty goals around there. That He's a he's capable of that stuff. I'm thinking you could have put just about any line out there with the empty net. Did you kind of put the... Oh, definitely. Well, they were they had a great game. So, you know, um, you know they deserve to be out there and... I'm glad Barbie got that empty net goal. Barbashev, uh, he said that, that and he's, we forget he's only like 22, 23. It was an honor, it, it's an honor to play on the same line with Steen. Do you think some of the younger players <clears throat> look up to Steen a little bit? No, definitely. He's a veteran guy that's had a great career, been around a long time, you know, real good leader. I mean, why wouldn't you look up to him? Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's always around the net. And that's, that's what we want from him. Um, you know, I thought that he did a good job of grinding the puck down low, too, and um, buying into what we want. He did a real good job there and got rewarded with a goal. He said their line maybe didn't have the best game tonight, but that was just it. They kind of had yeah. to grind their way. Yeah, it was a big goal, a big goal for us. 3-2, uh, they, they ended up uh, making it 3-2, so to make that 4-2, that's a big goal. Get to your game. There were game, games this season where if you didn't get to your game and you'd lose it 5-2. To win a game 5-2, we'd never get to your game. Says something. Yeah, no, it's a good – it's good. A win's a win. Uh, they're, they're tough to come by. And um, you may not play your best. And to win a game, that's a good thing for sure. We're, you know, we're never going to complain about a win. And you, you – uh, again, I don't mean to beat this uh, – step <clears throat> Low in the standings, two nights in a row. You gotta like your approach. Although you didn't come out as quick as you did against. Yeah, no, we do. I mean, it's it's not easy to play these games all the time, but um, we're uh, we're getting better. We just we we need to get better though. Coach, is that what makes this? team so dangerous going down the stretch where you can roll four lines out there consistently with even ice time for everybody? We like that, uh, definitely, um, for sure. Uh, like that balance. Um, I, you know, I like that fourth line to uh, do what they're doing right now. It's a big thing for me. You, uh, you got eight games left. Uh, what, what do you want to see from your team here now that you're really down the stretch now? Play, play hockey. You know, consistency. You know, uh, we got... Best team in the league coming in here Saturday. Good to play. We're gonna have to play well. Is that one of what you see from camp? I know it's just regular season. That are they one of the, the best teams you've seen in a while? They're de they're very good. Um, it's hard to pick out any weaknesses in their team. We played them obviously earlier. I can't remember exactly when we won one nothing in overtime. I thought it was a great game. And it, it was a hard game, but they're pretty solid all around. Goaltender, defense, forwards, forward group, uh, a lot of scoring, but grit too and speed. They got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of weapons. You got to play really well. Feel good in front of mom and dad too, huh? Uh, it's uh, it's their uh, second game here to watch me, and uh, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was a good feeling. When did they get in? Uh, they got here on uh, 18th, I think. I think uh, it was uh, a day before. Uh, the game against uh, Edmonton. Who's here? Who's all here? I think mom, uh, dad, and mom, uh, dad, and my my little brother. What's his name? Uh, Max. What are your parents' names? Uh, Dmitry and Marina. 
Okay. Yeah. Normal spelling on Dimitri, is there a J in there? Or is it? No, it's no, there's no J. Yeah. For, forgot about J. You guys always get pumped up to play in front of their family. You get that way tonight? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, like it, it wasn't just me. Uh, I thought our f uh, first period was, wasn't really good, but uh, the, the second and third, we, we just started playing better. We, like we played physical and, uh, you know, it was just it was, it was a lot of fun uh, to be out there. Pat was just talking about how this was a game where you probably a team where they have speed. You have to grind them down, down low. Is that kind of what you guys did where you got some of those net front goals? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the second period, you know, uh, we literally we stopped uh, making uh, turnovers and uh, we just put it uh, deep and uh, we went there and just uh, play physical. And uh, I think of it, everybody like had a hell of a game. Uh, I was in junior in Moncton. If I had one, I I don't know. I think it, I think I had a couple, but I'm not sure to be honest. What's it like to see all those hats flying down on the ice? Uh, for for the first time, it's awesome. You know, uh, I was I was really excited uh, and really happy. When you get the puck there with the empty net and you're heading up ice, are you thinking, this is it? This is a hat trick? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I actually was trying to to put it low in the net, but uh, s somehow it just went up, and uh, you know. <laughs> I just probably got a little nervous. Why are we trying to put it low? There's, there was no goalie there. So. Yeah, I mean, like, just just easily. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. No pressure, but, yeah, oh. There's the fourth line, a new configuration for you guys, but it seems like this unit is is working very well. What, what's been good about this line? Uh, I mean, like, for for a second uh, straight game with Steiner and uh, Sandy, I think uh, we played really physical, and uh, our game has been going up. And uh, like I show you today, that uh, we were, like, just really tight uh, to each other and uh, it was just uh, it was just a, a good game and uh, a couple lucky bounces especially in the second goal but uh, still it was, it was good father son I mean there's only four guys in, in history of the game that have that have done that what, what does that mean to you cool uh, cool names to be in there with and especially to uh, to be there with the Stasnys is a little extra special so it's nice have you talked to your dad about it in the re recently? I mean, not tonight, but maybe, you know. Just no, we haven't really talked about it. We, um, uh, we talked a little bit about after the 950 games, but other than that, we haven't really discussed much. Just where we're at as a team. That's us. Alex, a little bit of a different role for you here the last couple of games, playing with Barbie and with, with Sandy. Uh, you feel like you're fitting in, and it's, it's it's a good spot to be with those guys. Yeah, they've been playing extremely well. I thought last game, you know, we had a, a ton of chances and could have buried some more. And um, you know, both guys work extremely hard. I thought Sani, um, you know, was very physical and supported the puck. And the one goal Barbie scored, he was the one that was physical. But Sani was the one who got the puck stuck. And um, you know, they're they're playing great right now. It's uh, it's been a treat. Barbie to get three tonight was awesome. He's got family in town and. That's good touch. Pat was just talking about. Pat was just talking about how this is one of those games where maybe you know their speed was you know going to be a challenge for you guys, and you maybe had to grind them down low and get some of those dirty goals. Uh, pretty much what you guys talked about coming in. And how you were gonna have yeah, I think so. I think we we were, you know, I think we were just okay tonight. I thought you know we could have been more on the inside. We had some uh, lost some pucks. Um, but other than that, I thought we played solidly defensively, and uh, you know, Binner's rock solid. We gave up some chances, and he was huge. Happy was it to get him the hat trick at the end? Yeah, we after he had two, and you know, we Patty got a big fourth goal for us. That so was 
obviously in the back of our minds to try and get him that third one. As Blues fans, we love to talk about Tarasenko. We love to talk about Shin. We love to talk about Ryan O'Reilly. And of course, we love to talk about David Perron. Those are guys that deserve to be talked about. But other guys that deserve to be talked about, especially lately, would be that fourth line. And I'm going to tell you what, you guys all know, I am not the biggest Alex Steen fan. But lately, he's been playing very, very well. He's been playing like the Alex Steen that we knew from, oh, two to three years ago. Playing strong defensively, making some great passes, getting some assists, getting some opportunities to score goals. And you know why? Barube's moved him to the third and fourth lines. Which means a guy at his age, and he's not an old man, but he's played a lot of games in the NHL. A guy at his age can really thrive on that fourth line. He plays off the energy of the young guys. They play off of him as a veteran. And I really can't say enough about Alex Steen's play. This guy is doing what he needs to do. He's helping the young guys. The young guys are thriving. Barbashev, Sunquist. Then we got Pat Maroon, who plays on the third line. He's just been playing so well. Those lower-end guys are the guys that we're getting contributions from. Sunquist, Barbashev, Steen, and Maroon. You can't say enough about those four guys. And you have to have that going into the playoffs. Teams are going to focus on your first line and sometimes your second line. There's normally not a ton of focus on your fourth line. If the other team's got a good fourth line, then you may have some issues. But this could be a huge strength going into the playoffs for the Blues. Both goaltenders are playing pretty well right now. This wasn't Jordan Bennington's best game. But you know what he did? He got the Blues a win. He allowed two goals and the Blues scored five goals. Yeah, one of them was an empty net goal. But he got the Blues the win. That's all you can ask for. I don't care if it's Jake Allen in net. I don't care if it's Jordan Bennington in net. If the Blues win 5-4, to four, it's a win. If the Blues win 5-3, to three, it's a win. If the Blues win 2-1, to one, it's a win. Let's just worry about winning. Let's not worry who's in goal. The Blues have got a tough game coming up here against the Lightning. First of all, I would imagine it's going to be Vasilevsky and Bennington in goal. Second of all, I think you're going to see a very low-scoring game. 1-0, 1-1, 2-2, maybe going to overtime. Or you're going to see a little higher-scoring game, but it's still going to be a closely-played game. Both of these teams are playing very well. If you guys can remember the last time the Blues played Tampa, I believe in the beginning of February, they won one to nothing in Tampa. So the Blues can play with this team, but they will have to play a complete game and hopefully everybody can get down to the Enterprise Center because you're going to get to see the best team in the league and you're going to get to see your Blues who have played like one of the best teams in the league the second half of the season. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Make sure to check out bluesrants.com if you're looking to get some great articles on the blues. And also, guys, I know I ask this a lot, but I can't say enough about what lineupmedia.fm has done for the Drop Podcast. Make sure you go to their website. They've got just all kind of podcasts for everyone. And also check out their app. It's called Yo Radio. It's available on Android and iOS. Until next time, let's go blues. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.